law of attraction, manifestation, visualization. I am a big believer on all three of these. But how do you, the listener, learn how to do all these? It takes practice. You have to train your mind. And my next guest is going to tell you how. She is amazing. Golden Duffy, creator and founder of Live Life Golden. Next on the CJ Evolution Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Patrick here. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Hey, first of all, big shout out to you, the listener and supporter. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If you love the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us that five-star rating and review. We sure would appreciate it. And you know what? Thank you, the law enforcement and criminal justice professional. Every day you go out, you're serving your communities, you're doing a very difficult job in a very difficult environment. Remember this, folks. Don't, don't buy into all the crap and the negative crap out there about law enforcement and criminal justice. You are amazing. The majority of people support you. Please remember that. Remember you are honored, cherished, and above all, you are loved. Keep up the good work. What makes Shatterproof a very unique program is it's one of the only programs in the country that first responders can go to that is 100% all first responders. Everybody's in pretty bad shape when they get here. And then 30 days later, when you can see the transformation and the difference in people when they've had 30 days uh, of counseling, working with therapists, working with a psychiatrist, getting the neuro treatment, doing the breath therapy that's done here. The transformation that happens with the clients is really humbling to be able to work around and see because people are getting better here. And it just shows that there's a need for the first responder community to deal with behavioral health issues and take them seriously and offer treatment to people that may need help out there. They should be afforded the ability to come get help when they need help. It has gotten better, but we still have a long way to go. If you are suffering with addiction, mental health issues, or both, it's time to make that call to FHE Health in their Shatterproof program for first responders. I was a patient there. The program is amazing. It saved my life. It can save yours and help you get on to live a more productive and healthier life. Reach out today, 844-650-1399. That's 844-650-1399. Or reach out to me directly, 303-960-9819. You know, as a law enforcement officer, we are constantly being presented with various forms of identification, and you're expected to positively ID the people you encounter, but today's counterfeit IDs are practically impossible to differentiate from real ones. Without the certainty of knowing their true identity, your confidence wanes as you contemplate the consequences of an incorrect assessment. You deserve the proper tools to ensure your safety and your community depends on you to protect them. Backup has arrived. SureScan puts the power to identify fake IDs with 99.9% accuracy right in the palm of your hands. It was created by an active law enforcement officer who understands the importance of checking IDs in a way that's simple, fast, and unquestionably accurate. Visit surescan.us forward slash CJ Evolution to schedule your demo and see how well SureScan Age ID can help you stay safe while you're protecting your community. 
Visit surescan.us forward slash CJ Evolution. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am very excited to have my next guest on the show. We connected a couple of weeks back. She is amazing. She's doing amazing work out there, not just for the general population, but this applies to you, the first responder. She's going to talk about law of attraction and vibration and all those things that some of us don't believe in, but they are very true and they can change your life. My friend Golden Duffy is on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I, I just like uh, saying your name, Golden Duffy. Golden Duffy. Golden Duffy. <laughs> GG. I'll have, G-G. People, I'll have people say, you have like a famous name. I'm like, exactly. You know what I'm thinking, Golden? I think you need to come out with your own brand. Yeah. And just, well, that's Gucci, though. That's Gucci. <laughs> All right. We need, okay. to brain, we need to brainstorm. Yeah, we'll up. brainstorm. Oh, GD, you can do that. You could have it on GD. a belt buckle or something like that. I was go. thinking, we, we, what, what does your grand kid call you? GD, I think you right? called me GD. Yeah. GG yeah. is my, my grandbaby's name. Oh, well, that's Gucci. You can't I, use Gucci. Because you might... I'm the golden granny. That's why. But you might get sued if you use Gucci. Yeah. GG. True. So tell, <laughs> we just had a great conversation. That's I wish a good start. I, I wish I would have recorded it. Now tell, tell us, tell the audience Golden, a little bit about your background and okay. how you got involved in this really transformative life-changing work that you do for so many people out there. How did you, well, how did you actually, get into it? It's actually really surprising because I was never a science kid. Like yeah. Science would put me to sleep in school. I am not a math person. I'm not really, I love school. I love English. I love writing. Um, I've actually written two books and and it makes sense because I really love the written word and I love expressing the written word. But as I was growing up, you know, science was not something I ever paid attention to. However, I was always a spiritual seeker. I think probably um, my husband and I have been together since like middle school. We connected wow. in middle school. That's amazing. Congrats. No, that's congrats. That's, you don't it's see a wild. lot of that these days. You don't, you don't see it. And it's not easy, but I will say it's like the richest, deepest thing you can yeah. do if you can really stick with a person, but grew together. And a lot of the things that we've done, the crazy things that we've done, we've done together as a team. And even a lot of the stuff that we went through that was traumatic financial Mm -hmm. struggles, all of that stuff, we were able to navigate it as a team and not kind of turn against each other, which I think does happen for a lot of marriages, you know? So, you know, we got together during high school and um, had some children very early. I had my first baby at 19. I had my second baby at 20. And uh, then we waited eight years and had two more. So we have four daughters. And through the course of our life, what's that? Four weddings. Ching, ching. For weddings. I know everybody, <laughs> everybody says that and we've navigated the first wedding and she, we did help pay for it, but she paid for a lot of it. So That's I feel awesome. like the wedding thing is kind of changing. Or it's I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I was like, oh, I was thinking oh, before wedding. go ahead, continue. Every, every nurse in the hospital pretty much said that to us. But then there was this one nurse after I had my fourth daughter and she said, you guys will always be taken care of because oh. that's what daughters do. And I was yeah. like, thank you for saying something positive. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And they're amazing. They've all grown into incredible yeah. young women. Um, but through the course of our lives, like we did not grow up in money. We mm-hmm. definitely 
you know, made our own way. My husband started doing um, construction. He actually went to carpentry school. Uh, both of us never went to college. I went to college. I graduated pregnant, never did anything with my degree. And he went to carpentry school, like a night school. He found out he had a really amazing gift. He's a craftsman. And he started working for a gentleman. And for a long time, he was doing that. And we were kind of living paycheck to paycheck, you yeah. know? You got the kids, you got yeah. the house. Uh, we didn't even own a house for a really long time. And then he branched out on his own and started killing it. I it's mean, you know, in the height of the market, it was like he was doing $3 million in business and mm -hmm. really, really good at his craft. And he was working for a lot of people who were flipping houses. Yeah. So a lot of wealthy people who were flipping. Well, when that 2008, 2009 thing hit, whoo, it like oh, yeah. wiped us out because people just stopped. Yeah. They just stopped. A lot of them lost the houses they were looking to flip. And we got left holding probably $100,000 in debt, ended up having to file bankruptcy, ended up in foreclosure and um, cars repossessed, you yeah. know, all yeah. that good stuff. And uh, I will honestly say like when we were making all of that money, we bought a home that was way over market, you know, cause the whole subprime thing was so crazy. Sure. We paid like $450,000 for a $200,000 house. It was a beautiful home. I thought it would be my forever home. You know, it was this five bedroom, had a pool. I felt like God had answered every prayer yeah. I ever had plus, you know, yeah. like I didn't even ask for a pool or a hot tub. And I got both of those things. So we raised our family there and it was a beautiful time in our life. We were actually raising the girls in a Catholic church and we were really close to the people in the church. I think that's when I started to kind of open up my channel because I started doing guided meditations and I started realizing that I could speak in front of people, even though that was kind of scary. I became like president of the women's guild. Wow. So even though I was just a mom, which is what I would call myself, I definitely had avenues where I was using my gifts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's amazing. And so, so what, because you know, your, your story, which is amazing, but going through the tough times, you know, financial devastation for lack of a better word, you know, being yeah. in that spot where it's extremely stressful, you know, marriages, I mean, you know, um, you know, golden, most, most marriages fail because of financial issues. Uh, really? What, what was the thing that, or aspect, you know, that, that kept you going was, did you fall back on spirit, uh, spirituality? Did you, what, how did, how did you get out from, from that rut? Like so many people out there, you are unique because you got out of it and most yeah. people stay in it. Yeah. You know, and it's a, it's like a hamster wheel. It's, you know, rinse and repeat kind of thing. So yeah. what, what were, what are some of the tips that you could give people that got you out of that? Well, and it's kind of cool because we went through it twice and, and I watched the energy both times and how we yeah. did it. So the first time I've never seen my husband so depressed in my whole yeah. life. He had um, 10 guys that worked for him for 10 years that we had to lay off. And that was the hardest thing I think he's ever had to do. And every one of those guys, including people we had been best friends with since high school said, we got your back. We're going to get through this together. We're going to figure it out. And they ended up starting a company without him. And he owed them like a thousand dollars each. And they pretty much wrote him off because of that. It's crazy. And there was one guy who actually rehired him and he ended up marrying my daughter. So oh, funny. Wow. These stories. Isn't that weird crazy. how 
world works out. And so wild. Yeah. And he ended up hiring my husband back. So he, my husband was so disenchanted with the building industry. And, and I feel like he lost his, just his zest for life. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really a scary time. I remember thinking, I have to do something. And what was I going to do? Go get a job for $10 an hour. You know, I had done a lot of waitressing, like serving. I was working in bars, not a good atmosphere for a mom. No, No, it's never. I mean, uh, and I have nothing against bars, but I get what you're saying. I mean, you're an attractive woman. You're in a, you're in a, you're in a lot of responsibilities, right? You have a lot of responsibilities and there's alcohol and you're like, holy crap, I can escape from this. So we had tried that when the girls were younger and decided I was not going to do that anymore. That's good. So we actually found a network marketing company. It was called, um, so a friend of mine had told me, she said, Hey, there's this guy in my networking group. And he says, you can make money doing this thing. So we were desperate. I'm like, what is it? Tell me what it is. I'll do it. So it was called, it is called send out cards. And it's basically an online greeting card and gifting company where you can send real greeting cards and gifts from your computer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's cool. You can make money doing that. Like I'll use it for Christmas. I send out a couple hundred Christmas cards. I'll use it for Christmas. Um, But there's a whole industry of people who actually like to send out cards and in marketing and in business to show appreciation for your customers. Sure. Uh, there's a book out by Joe Girard, and he was the top salesman in the Guinness Book of World Records and selling cars because he sent his clients thank you cards throughout the year so that he became their salesman. They never went to anybody else because he established yeah. a relationship. Yeah. My husband started using it in his business which started to improve his business. And I started sharing it and we had a big network because we went to church. People loved us. We did a lot of good things for people. We were volunteers. Uh, One guy said, we dug our well. We basically dug our well. So people would do this for us. It was $400 to sign up for this program. And you would get a card for less than a dollar. Uh, people signed up just to help us out just because they knew That's we amazing. were struggling. Yeah. So it really saved our life. And the CEO of that company, Cody Bateman is the one who introduced, I had already heard about the secret, but he had introduced law of attraction and a whole different level to us. Like yeah. what you send out is what you get back. And when you're in gratitude and appreciation for your life, you'll get more of it. And we saw that. And I think that what that company did, we're not with them anymore. We do actually still get an income. We like just, there was a team, there was hope, there was passion. There was something that I could get up in the morning when I feel like I, you know, I felt like I couldn't breathe every day because they were turning off our electricity or there were so many things that we had to get through. And that literally gave us hope. Like we were at a convention and they were repossessing Michael's truck. And I was like, okay, whatever. But isn't, isn't it, and it's amazing. I mean, the grit and determination and the mindset that you have to have to, yeah. to get through those, obviously you and your husband are flourishing now and you got through that, but life is not a, a single man sport or woman's sport. It's a team sport. Yeah. And I remember, you know, hearing, you know, a long time ago that, you know, you, you need people in your life to, to help you get out of those ruts that everybody faces and the right people, right. The right people. Right. You know, and I remember going through serious, you know, problems. And, you know, I remember hearing as a kid golden that, you know, God, cause I grew up Catholic, I'm Catholic, yep. you know? So yep. I remember my mom used to say, look, God never gives you 
so much that you can't handle. He gives you exactly. enough to test you yep. uh, and, and you're going to get through it as long as you believe and put in the work. I think yep. so many people out there, to your point, you guys put in the work. You, yeah. you became, okay, you know, ferocious with, well, I mean, driven. that's a good word. Yeah, driven. driven. Yeah. And it's so many people these days, I think, I don't care if you're a cop or whatever, they want shit just dropped in your lap yeah. because we live in that society where, okay, I want instant gratification. Yeah. I'm a big believer, like you said, in law of attraction, manifestation. I, we talked about visualization. Yeah. But it's not going to happen on its own. You have to put in the work and there's practice. Yeah. That goes into that. Right. I mean, so yeah. tell us your, tell us how I, I, you mentioned the secret, a great book, great movie. Yep. Yep. Um, I, and, do I do think the secret did a little bit of a oh, disservice because yeah. they kind of showed that guy sitting in his house and a sports car showing up in his driveway. Yeah. So some of that stuff. It. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of law of attraction teachers out there. that go, you know, just be happy. No, and this is, no, this is no. what stalled our progress for a while. We were listening to law of attraction. We were pretending to be happy. We were going for walks. We were trying, trying, trying. And underneath it all, our life was crumbling and we were living in terror and fear. And we weren't, we weren't dealing with it. You know, yeah. we weren't talking about it. We were like, okay, we're in denial. We're in denial. We're in denial. Your underlying feelings about things is what actually creates. Yeah. <clears throat> so when you have a like really strong emotion about something, that's a trigger and that lives inside of you. And whatever just happened to you is what's triggering that and allowing you to actually heal it. Now, most people will think, oh, I lost control. I'm, you know, I'm not in control of who I am and I'm a bad person. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're not. Cause we, we haven't been taught that our emotions are cool. First yeah. of all, no. like we haven't been taught that our emotions are good and that they're an indicator and a guide to the life that we really want to live. Like if you deal with your anger, if you deal with your emotions, um, I think even in the fields that you're talking about, a lot of these guys and women have been living lives of repressed emotion, <clears throat> you know, and I think anytime in any industry, when you, <clears throat> when you have things, my throat is clearing a lot of times that's energy clearing. <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, sorry. Um, it, it is, it's weird. Energy will clear for other people for me. Mm -hmm. And when you have these repressed emotions, they show up in really funky ways. And then there's judgments made about you. And it's not, it's not necessarily fair because we've never been taught. Yeah. You know, we've never been taught how to deal with our emotional field or, or how to deal with triggered emotions and things yeah. like that. So yeah. especially if you've lived a lot of trauma, you know, a lot of people have grown up in a lot of trauma. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, I, when I, I mean, I work with first responders, you know, that and, and yeah. veterans, but it's not just, look, we're not some exclusive group or anything. Like that. We're people just like everybody else. And yeah. everybody is suffering out there. Everybody has baggage. Yeah, Everybody's dealing with something that you, you, you don't know about yeah. you know everybody is is dealing with stuff out there and i i love how you talk about you know visualization mm -hmm. because visualization is powerful people yeah. don't understand i don't think or a lot of people don't understand how powerful visualization is anybody out there golden you know what is what is what do olympic athletes say most yeah. of the time when they get up on the podium i yeah. visualized myself being here tiger woods wins another masters what is he, you know, when he, in his prime and his, you know, his heyday, yeah. I visualize myself putting on a green jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Of course the work has to be put in. 
Yes. But it's visualization is powerful. I, you and I gave examples of yes. cars. Yes. You got to put in the work. And yep. You got to, but I think once you get that vision in your head, putting in the work, your mind subconsciously is going to move in that direction. It does. And what it does is it actually, it tunes you into the alignment with it. So it mm -hmm. tunes you into the vibration of it. Absolutely. Now you can envision something. And the biggest thing about visioning, and if you've ever listened to Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks a lot oh, about yeah. you have to get into the feeling state of it. So it's actually allowing yourself to feel that way. And the more you do it, the more you step into the identity of it. So when I was looking I manifested a Mercedes. Now I pay for my Mercedes. So nobody like gave me a free Mercedes. Exactly. It's not like that. Yeah, like you mentioned that no. that's a disservice yeah. with some of the stuff out there to suck totally. a show because, up. Right. When you say, oh, oh, I manifested a car. It's like, yeah, it would be great if somebody gave me a Mercedes, but I pay, <laughs> I have a pretty hefty car payment every month that I have manifested the money every month. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but what changed for me with the Mercedes is I realized, because I wanted a Mercedes for like seven years. Yeah. And what I realized was I was putting it out there. So a lot of times what we do with visioning is we put it out into the future. So we think, oh, five years from now, I want to be living this. It's like, well, why, why would you put it so far out? So what yeah. I started doing was I started imagining the keys in my hand. I started seeing the keys in my hand. Feeling I started that. seeing myself. Yes, feeling it, started seeing myself behind the windshield instead of like out here driving the car. Yeah. I also thought, okay, how would I feel if I was actually driving a Mercedes and I saw a Mercedes? I wouldn't be like, oh my God, there's my car. I'd be like, oh, there's another car like mine. <laughs> so I changed the whole vibe of it. So not only did I envision it and feel it, I became it. And that's what identity creation is. It's yeah. like, whatever I want to do, what do I have to become to be closer to that? Yes. Because most people just hold themselves apart from it. No. And I don't care if, I mean, yeah, yours was a Mercedes. Mine was a car. This yeah. can go a promotion. It anything. can go, you know, anything, you know, it anything. can it help. You're in a bankruptcy. Okay. Visualizing. And let me again, say, and Golan, you know, putting in the work. Yeah. And, you know, putting in the work you mentioned gratitude yes earlier yes I, let me tell you this is the honest to god truth there's a day that doesn't go by where i get up before i even get up yep same going, <laughs> i am in bed yes and i am going i'm grateful one to be alive yes i'm grateful for my health yeah i'm grateful for my family yes. and my relationships and my beautiful kids and my new grandson and notice all those things or they're people, they're not things. Right. Yes, I'm grateful for my car and my apartment and money and stuff like that. Yeah. But nobody's going to the graveyard with a U-Haul behind them. No. So be yeah. grateful for the relationships that you have, because really, in the end, that's really what it boils down to. Nobody says at their deathbed, Golden, yeah, I should have worked another 10 hours this week at, Never. Uh, at the job. Should have got that yeah. Golden American Express card or black or whatever the hell it's totally. called. Totally. And that's but the secret sauce. And what you're doing is you're tuning yourself into a frequency before your feet hit the floor that will allow more things like appreciation to come to you. So more yeah. things that you appreciate, a lot of people will wake up first thing in the morning. And because we have 60,000 thoughts a day, they will pick up on the worries of yesterday, especially exactly. if they've been worried about something, woke up in the middle of the night, can't go back to sleep, 
So if there's something, if there's a problem that they're focused on, the problem and the solution have different vibrations, but your mind will gravitate towards the problems. So what you're doing is you're training your mind first thing in the morning and you're saying, oh, listen, we're going to go to gratitude first. And it sounds so hokey. It's like gratitude. It does, really? but it works. Right? It, it works. works. Because you know what I learned as the older I got older and the more I practiced this golden is most of the shit. And yes, I yeah. said shit. Most of the yes. stuff I worried about. Yep. Either never one never came to fruition. And if they did, I built him up in my mind so big yep. that when they happened, I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I'm not talking about a loss of a loved one or anything. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about the, the stuff that we worry about, you know, totally. daily, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my job. Oh, I'm going to do yeah. this. But again, I believe without getting religious, I believe when when God closes one door, one opens yep. for you. I think Mark Twain says 95% of the stuff we worry about never happens. Yeah. Yeah. And worrying is like praying for what you don't want. That's another thing that I'm aware of. Worrying also is in the direction of what you don't want to create. And that's another thing that we've never been taught. We've always been taught to think about worst case scenarios so that we can be prepared. So mind training is a really interesting thing. Mind training probably has changed my entire life more than anything else. I've ever done. And it starts Mm -hmm. with meditation because meditation is something that gives you the space to have control over what's going on in your mind. Once you realize that what you're thinking about is at choice, that you have a choice, like, let's say um, you're thinking, I can't believe this story is coming up. This is so ridiculous. But this is when I had like the most realization about this. (laughs) So we had two cats and we got a third cat. I have no idea why I felt like I needed (laughs) a third cat. You like cats. You're a cat woman. Apparently, no, I'm really not. (laughs) So the third cat comes in. She's so cute, little honey. And she was like a little orange cat. Well, Lulu, the queen of the crop is bullying honey. And I'm worried about this because honey is starting to pee all over the house. And I do not like the smell of cat pee. So I'm at the grocery store and I'm like, I'm fretting. I'm literally fretting about the fact that this cat is peeing everywhere. And I think to myself, oh my goodness, I don't have to think about this right now. Yes. And I totally let it go. And we ended up actually getting, we had to let go of the cat. We gave it to another home, which worked out fine. But this is what we do to ourselves. We try to think ourselves through a problem and we can't do it because the problem and the solution are different energies and we don't have enough information. Yeah. So when a, when a thing happens, like when a challenge happens, we have that moment right there. It is reaped in the problem. We need time for the energy to create solution for us and to be able to watch that energy to know where to go next. But we're always trying to figure it out ahead of time because our mind likes to do that. It likes to work on problems. And it's amazing what you said. I mean, that, that is great information. And it got me back to what you said about feelings and emotions. Think about the last time you made a decision based off emotion. <laughs> no, I'm serious. For I'll use me as an example. The last time I made a decision off emotion was usually the bad decision. Usually is. Usually always. Usually there. is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to your point, you know, you have to give that energy time to okay settle in. You know, 
keep putting out that positive vibe, putting in the work, and usually a solution is, or a solution will present itself. Now, it might not be the solution you want, yep. but it's a solution nonetheless. It often, goes in, it often goes in a different direction. And that's why trying to figure it out is really a waste of energy because we can't fathom what the universe, God source, whatever you like to call that spiritual energy, what that has in store for us. And it's usually better than we could have expected or better than we could have imagined. Absolutely. And I always tell people, and it took me a long time to realize this, Golden, is, is that, look, we're here. I know everybody knows this. We're here for a finite period. We're not here forever. In reality, nope. we're not here for a very long time. No. Nope. So why live your life pissed off, depressed? Oh and I, I've been there. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm not some guru. I've been there. Yeah. I'm at a point now in my life where I'm like, I'm going to live my wife. I'm going to be happy. It's not, again, I live in a bubble. No, it's not that, but I choose yep. to be happy. Look, we can't control a lot of stuff. Most of the stuff that you know goes on in the daily yeah. world, but we can control the six inches between our ears. Yeah. You can control your thoughts. Nobody's in totally. control of your thoughts. Yeah. You can control how you react, right? Yes. Yes. You can control where you put your actually- energy. Yeah. Your response is actually what conducts the next moment. And I think what's tripping a lot of people up right now, and especially in the industries that you you speak is we are way too much information and we're taking in boatloads of information. And, you know, through the last couple of years, I've had a lot of friends that have gotten themselves involved in different theories, you know, different narratives and things like that. And they lose their minds, you know, they lose their minds over it. They lose their sleep over it. They're like, it's going to be a food shortage. We're not going to have enough food. This is going to happen. And I'm like, why would you buy into a story that doesn't feel good? Because you're going to create that. So why not choose what information you allow in? Get rid of some of those people on your Facebook feed. Turn off the news. I don't know why people, I'm serious. Like, I don't know why people feel like I have to be informed because if we have seen anything in the last few years, especially in the industry that you're talking about, the news is not real. It's not giving you the real story. So we have to tune out of those things as much as we feel like we want to be up to date on things. You need to trust that the universe is going to give you the information that you need to be in your highest and best. I just had a situation happen that kind of bowled me over. I was supposed to partner with somebody. I just found out that he has a really sordid past that he didn't share with me. And what I did with that information was I thought, okay, I have a choice. I can feel gullible and stupid. And like, I didn't research this person or I can thank the universe for tipping me off before I got too far down this road. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you made a good point again. You're making all kinds of good points, Gigi. <laughs> it's people, you know, I think Jim Rohn is the one who said, you know, the, yeah. the average of the five you associate with. Totally. So getting back to your point. Yep. The people that are constantly in, oh my God, food shortage and all this other stuff. And they're, you know, everybody's invading us and all this other stuff. Who are they hanging out with? Exactly. Because misery loves company, right? So one of the things that, that I told, I don't tell, but I you know recommend, especially for cops. Yeah. Law enforcement is an inherent toxic environment. I'm not saying that because I don't like cops. I love cops. I was a cop. But it's an inherent toxic environment. It's a negative environment. People don't call us when everything's great. People call us when shit hits the fan. So 
we see about 10%, maybe 9% of the population that's calling when there's crime going on, stuff like that. So, I mean, we see them and they're worse. So we, and that's part of our job. So we, we have a tendency, most of us have a tendency to become negative and cynical. I know, and I could speak for myself because I was there. My point in all that is you have to seek out yep. the people that are bringing you up yep the people that are lifting you up, not sugarcoating stuff, yeah, honest, yep. good people in your world, because so you are who you associate with. What do we tell our kids? You have kids. Yeah, what did you yeah. tell your kids when they were growing so, up? Don't hang out with those kids. They're trouble. Yeah. Totally. Right. No, I think that's totally. so important. Like you said, yeah. get out of that Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. And I Why? think protecting protecting your field, if you are in, in that industry and you are surrounded by that for eight to 10 hours a day, oh. the rest of the hours of your day, you got to reset your alignment. You've got to, you know, you got to put some things in your experience that are going to actually help you go, okay, the world is not the worst place no. in the world and feeling like you're making a difference. I'm sure Absolutely. there's a lot of that going on where we're not feeling like we're making a difference where we actually are. And I think the appreciation for our first responders has been very much lost. And I really would love to see our world get back yeah. to, and I know there are a lot of people that do appreciate. Oh, I, see they, signs. They do. I, li I live in Orange County. So you know, we, lo we love our guys here. You know, we've got signs everywhere and, uh, and we've got our American flag out. And so, you know, we, <clears throat> we, as a society, I think have to get just better about appreciating one another and what we go through in the world. Like there is not one single police officer that I walk by that I do not think yeah, because that's, that's awesome. I, because honestly and truly, if you look at the end of the day of it all, the percentage of goodness in this world way outweighs. The oh, head. absolutely. But, and what I tell people, Golden, what I tell cops Again, I advise, not tell them to do it. I say, seek out people outside of law enforcement, establish those connections, establish those relationships, friend like, you know, like you, Golden. I mean, to, to see the opposite side, because I agree with you 150%. The vast majority, 97% yes. of people out there are good people. Yes. Are good people. We just mm -hmm. deal with the little percentage. And it took me a long time to get to that point, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. The vast majority of people are good people. They have problems. Yeah. They have, they deal with stuff. They, yeah. so it's all about the energy you're putting out. It's all about, you know, what you're putting out there. If you think the world is shit and think, well, guess what? That's what you're going to get. You're, exactly. you're gonna, it's plain and simple. We're magnets, right? Well, and if you can think about it, like a big radio station, it's like, what, what frequency are you tuning Absolutely. in? Absolutely. Right. And you Absolutely. tune into gratitude first thing in the morning. That's the best thing you can do. And if something less than optimal happens, one of the things that I've gotten better and better and better at is looking at that thing and going, okay, what's the best case scenario that could happen with this? It's like, okay, this happened. Now, what, where can we go from it? What can we learn from it? And how can we process it? so that it becomes a benefit. Because yeah. the first time we went through that financial stuff, I would say we did it probably in the worst way possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we shared our story on stage every week. Everyone loved that we were financially struggling. It gave them of hope, course. right? They of resonated. The second time we went through it was when we actually took this huge leap of faith and moved to California. We had $20,000 to our names, thought we were like, good, not so much. We had nothing, we had no beds. <laughs> 
We, my husband didn't even have a truck. We had to come out here and buy a truck. Uh, we had no silverware. We had no towels. We had no saran wrap. So we had to literally like rebuild the house. The 20,000 goes like that. And then the rents here are pretty substantial. So that time, what we decided was, hey, we're living our dreams. I wake up in the morning, my bank account is negative and I am not negative in this universe. Like I, I am, love that. I'm giving value. I'm loving people. I'm living my dream. I refuse to get kicked out of my apartment. I'm going to figure it out. And because of that, we never gave up. And I think a lot of people think, oh, I failed at that, but you can't fail if you don't give up. And yeah, one of our sayings is we can't, we've come too far to fail. Like we were never going back. You know? No, and I tell people that you're you're not defined by your failures in life. You that's not who you are. I mean, you, it is if you want that to be, but you are not. We all fail. Yeah, we all yep. fail. I mean, you're not that's defined. How that's how we learn. You're not defined by your failures. But I think to your point. I think with a lot of people, Golden, they fail and they're like, well, shit, I'm not going to try anymore. I'm just a failure. And it's, yeah. and it's compounded by people they're surrounding themselves with. Well, they run away in shame. They run away in shame. And they a lot of people live from wounds. And those are childhood wounds that made them feel less than, made them feel less than powerful. And I think, you know, when we get, a lot of times we get into trouble because we do have, have these wounds. So then we're trying to prove ourselves, you know? And it's like, if we could just sit down, if we could like meditate and journal about how we're feeling, we could get this stuff out of our Absolutely. body, but trauma lives in our body. So if we don't release this stuff and deal with it and look at it head on, then it's going to show up in, in less than optimal experiences where we get ourselves in trouble because we blow our tops, right? Uh, yeah. Golden Duffy. So where can people, you're, you're all over the place. You're doing a lot of work with a ton of people. Where, where can people find you my friend oh, so i have a podcast it's called the manifest to live life golden that's on i want to come on your show yeah yeah i want you to come on my show i want to live I like do. golden like gg yes like gg i'm a, <laughs> i'm totally having on my show. and i don't i don't really have people on my show the only people who have been on my show are my family members so you might be my brother now. All right. But yeah, I would love to, I would love. Yeah, we have good conversation. This is great. So I have so, that's on every every form. I'm also on YouTube. And for the last 10 years, I've said I'm a YouTube sensation and I have 120 subscribers. So could you use some help? <laughs> but you got 121 right now. There you go. See? It's yeah, you're you're amazing. You got a website out there. What's it called? That's uh, www.livelifegoldenwithay.com. I have two books out, Quantum Speak and Quantum Speak for Parents on Amazon. Grab it now because it's going to have a new title. I don't know what it's going to be. We're doing a whole revamp of the books. And Revamps are good. Yeah. And I have a creator's program going on right now. That's for people who want to write books or create a business. I know how to do a lot of things. And I well, that's that's why you're golden, golden. <laughs> You know, I, the, thing, the thing is, is like, this is, um, I like, I was a stay at home mom for like 25 years. I completely lost myself. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I started to identify as a network marketer, realized that I really didn't want to be a network marketer, yeah. but I got put on stage and I was like, wow, when I'm on stage, people listen to me. <laughs> well, that is a and you know, this golden, because you're a speaker, a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people don't, not that they're bad people. I'm not trying to apply that. It's just because they have this fear and it is fear. It no, is very they fearful. say it's next to death. In fact, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's stronger than death. I think the fear is stronger than death. But once you get past that 
And yeah. once you start doing it more, and I tell people who want to speak, go join Toastmasters or something like yeah. that and learn Absolutely. how to, to get in front of people because it will yeah. change your life for the better. It you does. know, once you start yeah. getting up there and it's, again, you have to constantly work on it. You yeah. know, you have well, and everyone has like everyone has gifts and everyone has stories. That's part of Absolutely. the creators program. Everyone has a story that's valuable to somebody else who's coming through it. So I think one of the things that people get attracted to me about is, you know, I can speak to financial struggle in a way that makes people go, oh, wait, she was like really in dire straits. And <laughs> she came well, out because of you're life. humble and you're transparent right. and people right. connect through stories. Totally. The one thing I learned a long time ago is just like if if you and I met each other on the street and I heard this before, if you and I met each other on the street, go and you said, hey, Patrick, how you doing? And I, I was like, I'm great. I'm awesome. Life is great. And I'm all giddy and stuff. You'd look at me. Most people would look at me like I had a second hat. They're like, OK, what's wrong with him? Is he eating medication? He's too and, happy. But, but if you come to me and say, hey, Patrick, how's it going? And I say, oh, my life sucks. And, yeah. you know, I'm just down at the dumps. And then you say, oh, I, I get it. I know. Isn't it amazing how we connect through pain? Isn't it? It's crazy, but it's true. But it's true. No, it's totally true. Yeah. But we don't have to live in pain. No. We don't have to live in pain. You can mitigate it with people like you in their life and reading yep. your stuff and reading your work. Yeah. You're amazing. Thank You're awesome. You. Thank and everything we talk about is going to be in the show notes, Golden. <laughs> GG. GG. Now you need to start working on a, like a marketing plan for a clothing line or something like that. Oh, I have so many GD, ideas. GD, uh, GD. I have, I have a million ideas and I, <laughs> I need, I need like just a team of people to implement them all. Do it. Utilize I have, it. I have what? a family. I'm like trying to just, I got like, you know, a husband and an 18 and 20 year old it. still home trying to figure I can, out their I life. believe in you. And one of these I days know, I'm going to buy a GD belt. There you go. GD. <laughs> actually asked me recently if I was a producer he said you seem like a producer from LA and I thought I don't know if that's a compliment or not but I could see myself producing movies because I like telling people what to do you're great you have an outgoing personality you're easy on the eyes you can do anything you want you know that you just got to visualize it right and put the work right all right that's right Golden Duffy, you rock, my so friend. Good to you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the CJ Evolution Podcast. For more strategies for self-improvement and resources based on today's episode, be sure to head to cjevolution.com. You can also connect to Patrick directly on social media at Pat underscore Fitzgibbons with any questions, comments, or concerns. We look forward to helping you find more personal success on the next episode of the CJ Evolution Podcast.